Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first podcast of Hillbilly Lily, a podcast to celebrate Appalachian artists and their culture. Hear their stories, they need to be told. My first guest today is Robbie Southers. He's a very talented acrylic artist from Withville, Virginia. He experiments with color field, contemporary, and expressionism art. He is one of my dearest friends, and I'm so happy to have him on this first podcast. So why don't you say hi, Robbie? Hi, Lily. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I've been painting today. I know. We've all... we've. We've been at the gallery and painting and stuff and talking and having great conversation. It's been really fun. So, Robbie, I want to... <laughs> Robbie, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you started painting? What, what's hmm. your journey been so far? Well, um, forever I thought that you had to be able to draw to paint. And I've always been miserable at drawing. I remember when I was in kindergarten... This one girl made fun of me because I didn't draw, I couldn't color between the lines. And that just kind of like, I kind of carried that with me um, throughout the years that like, I just don't even do like visual media at all. And then in 2013, I was staying with a friend of mine and I'd seen another, I'd seen at one point like, several months before like some friends of mine they had made a candle or a uh, crayon painting to where they like adhere crayons to a canvas with hot glue and then they take a candle and melt the crayons and then it drips down and it like makes like weird borderline Jackson Pollock uh, paintings mm-hmm. and like it's all closed together and it's all somewhat chaotic where you can do it melt it in lines but and so I saw one of those and I like was tempted to create one because my friend was painting and so like we had the materials and so I made that and I I was really impressed with how it turned out and then I started to just paint on my own I started like to try my own paintings I think that my first one other than the crayon piece was um just like a standard splatter painting that a lot of people do. That was my first too. Like when I started, like when I was like in middle school and stuff, I started just doing splatter paint. I don't know. And then I'd paint over it and I'd make things or I'd like manipulate the paint to make certain designs and stuff like that. But I feel like that's a good start. It's a good like entry point into painting because like it's anybody can do it as long as you, you just... I mean, you can do, like, different types of, like, splatters. You can, like, tap the paintbrush, which is how I started to do it. Or you can just, like, sling it on there. I know? would sling it. Just right. being, like, a, the yard or whatever. I Probably really bad time. for the environment now that I think about it. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I, I did it one time on one of my friend's porch, on their back porch. And uh, I kind of got paint all over their porch. And uh, I didn't really talk to him after that. <laughs> But, uh, so I, I kind of like gradually, I don't know, it started to become more and more like anal about it and like how it would look and like the different, like, like the colors and being able to make the colors solid and like no brush streaks was my first thing was like focusing on like no brush streaks at all. Like I don't, I want it to basically be just solid. Like, well, that's what, yeah, your minimalism stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Like I'm, 
I'm still that way on some pieces. Like it, I've, here lately, finally, I've been embracing texture. Texture is fun. You can say that. I, I, when I first started, I didn't, I didn't like it. Like I, I, at least not on my pieces. I didn't want it to. I didn't want there to be no trace of like. Where do you think that started from? I don't know. It's like this perfectionism. Yeah, but like, what artist does that? Like, what have you ever seen like an artist do that? I mean, is there any specific person artist that doesn't embrace texture? Not that I know of. <laughs> I mean, I think I think your texture brings like depth. The there's this one artist, this one minimalist, um, named uh, Paul Kremer, and mm-hmm. he does these pieces, and apparently he just mixes sand into his like paint like it's only like two colors like it's like this, oh like, i know exactly i know what you're talking yeah, about yeah it's like this blue and like this coral kind of but he like apparently mixes i was reading his comments one day on instagram and there's like they were like oh i see you're still mixing sand into the into your paint like and he's like yeah you got me but i don't know i gradually just started mixing playing with it more and there's a local artist named eric fitzpatrick who literally like gets dirt from he's like really famous around here. He lives in Roanoke. I've been to is he like his his gallery is his house. He lives at his gallery. His like basement is uh, like a showcase stuff with like lighting and all that all that. But he does like these landscapes and they're super textured. And then he just has dirt. Like it's so. I would be afraid that that would change the color of the paint. You know what? I really like it. I mean, at first I was like, what the heck is that like bumpiness? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're looking at it, it's like, looks it like acrylic? sand. It's, it's, he uses oil, okay. I think. But he also does, like, portraiture. I mean, one of his paintings that I think sold at the Roanoke Sidewalk Art Show for the Taubman Museum. Um, oh, can you hear that? My, me rubbing my leg. Um, for the Roanoke Sidewalk Art Show, he, he did, like, this whole piece that was, like, about pretty much Trump. It was like a Trump piece that was like, like bad, a, like bad like Trump. Pro, like a protest piece? Or kind like of like a, a protest piece. It was like this preacher on this big on this big stand and he has like a devil face and then every and he's like preaching to people and everyone is like following him and they're like falling to their knees. How was it Trump? What is there like the hairdo or something? I guess that it was like the hairdo, but it was also he said that it was more about the like that follow mindset. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The following mindset of what the people were listening to because he was just speaking blasphemy. But yeah, it's like no the, one under... It's like the uh, Fela Kuti song, Zombie, and like Mr. Follow, Follow, like whenever. Um, it's like the, the army men just like fall in line and, um, in Nigeria. but Yeah, but I thought that was interesting to let you know that. But I feel like... You know, your pieces that are in the gallery right now, Baby Go, the light is green. That one is, I feel like it has texture to me. Well, it has it, a perceived notion of texture. It has a perceived notion of texture, but actually... It's, with your scrapey scrapes. With the scrapey scrapes, it's flat. Like it I've, is flat. I've had some people say, I had, I've, been do, I've done some pieces to where it looks like a splatter painting, but it's actually just scraped on there. And I had one person be like, oh, I bet that's, like, super textured. And I'm like, eh, not really, actually. It almost looks 3D. Your squiggles look 3D to me sometimes. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's, like, my, what I've been playing with the past, like, year and a half has been, like, 
layering the transpa transparent and the opacity of the paint pigments like on top of one another to be able to create like a I wonder how Terry Hoff does that. Hmm. Don't talk to me about Terry Hoff. <laughs> He's ridiculous. I was looking that one that you sent me though on Instagram of him, like of just the those squiggles. Just I literally, it looks three well, D. That's what he does. He does like the he, he makes it three D. Like he has like the acrylic background, and then he like which is a little bit more glossy, and then he does this matte spray paint on top of it and, and then, you, yeah. then it'll add like this like shadow like this like barely perceptible like spray paint shadow like casting off of the the spray paint um matte stuff so it makes it look like it's floating above the above the background you know it's pretty amazing to me i feel like a lot of people don't recognize some people they, they feel like they feel like they're not an artist all the time. I have people come in here and they're like, "I can't draw stick figures." I'm like, "I can't either." Yeah, no, I, I, that's literally all I can draw, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's very prohibitive. I think that it's like, um, people are afraid of their own potential, um, and a lot of things, but also in art. Um, I feel like I get stuck in my head. Or I get stuck. Like, what? What is my potential? I have no idea. Sometimes I don't. I feel like I'm at the end. Like, there's like this. It's I can't walk through the door sometimes of what I can create. I always envy people who know exactly what they're gonna do. Yeah, I wish that as well. Yeah. You know, it's just like I feel like sometimes I can't get out of my head, or I'm too. Yeah, I'm just too much in my head. I keep thinking of well, this isn't good enough. Well, this isn't, this is not beyond what art is, right? I guess is, because that's like what's, that's like how art is made or new art, you know, there's impressionism, expressionism, blah, 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 blah. And it's all because of what can I go beyond this or that? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like my, my work or like everything in my life, really. Like I, I will compare myself to other people like, say, Terry Hoff or Paul Kremer or Morris Lewis. And Heather Day. Oh, we're not going to talk about Heather Day. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll compare myself to them and I'll put my own stuff down, you know. I'll put my own efforts down when, I mean, I'm not... I'm not saying that I'm as good as them. I'm not. But, uh, you know, like, I will get hung up on, like, making myself inferior, and then I'll, I'll never get anything done. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, well, is there too much? Or is there... How, how do I explain this? All I can do is, like, what I can do. Exactly. Like, the, And just be, be yourself. Like, put that into your art. And I feel like that's the hardest thing ever. You know, I've been feeling recently too, like, because I do painting lessons and I love doing painting lessons. They're really great. But sometimes I feel like I'm a cop out. I'm like copping out. My problem with that, if I, I have like... It's like I'm like whoring myself out with this, like all my landscapes. And well, like I'm, I like have like taught, tried like teaching my nephew some and I'm teaching how I paint and it doesn't really translate to him like he oh uh, yeah 
Like he's he just tries like imitating me. And I have a hard time with imitation. And that's how I would feel like if you're painting if you're teaching a painting class, it'd be hard. I've, I haven't ever done it, so I really can't say. But it'd be hard to let the person express themselves without you influencing how you would approach that. You See, know? that's what's really hard about it, too. But also, I mean, the people that I give painting lessons to are young people. And so I don't want the parents to feel like, oh, did I just waste my money on this my child doing crappy art? Well, it's like well, it's the, never crappy to me. I always find it awesome. But you know what I'm saying? Like people's tastes are so different. It's like with like meditation. Like the I've heard for, I heard from this monk here recently, this Buddhist monk that the the proper translation for meditation would really be cultivation. Mm. Um, so that's what I would think. Like if you're like teaching someone, you're not necessarily like trying to teach them like tech, like yeah, techniques, but like you're trying to let help them cultivate their own style. Like the person who taught me how to paint, I would imitate them some, but they're also insanely talented at drawing. And like now they're a tattoo artist. Like that's what they do. They're precise with like their figurativism. Is, mm-hmm. is that the word? But um, whereas I like focus more on like the, the color, the abstract side of it, and um, and so I floundered there for a while, you know. I wasn't, like, actually allowing myself to reflect in my pieces. And that's why the past three, four years, I feel that my pieces have gotten drastically better is because I'm, like, allowed myself to cultivate that influence, you know, my own personal influence. I think your I think your um, artwork has gotten so, so brilliant to me. Just as a person, I mean, I am a painter, but your the way you just use color has just been so remarkable to see. Well, if you're doing abstract, in my opinion, that's all you got is color. Exactly. I mean, without good color theory and such, then what are you doing? I feel like I feel like for me, I always like to have a subject. Though, I mean, I I think. I think it's hard when you're painting in the window and everyone sees you mm. that I feel like I get really caught up in my head and what people are thinking because I really want to... I just think I need a bigger studio space. I envy the bigger studio spaces because then people are able to just create with no one looking. I feel like that's what you've been doing, though, when you've been at your house. Well, even if I have, like, the an infinite studio space, I'll still, like, have my own little area. You your know? corner? Yeah, I'll still, Your, like, like, four foot by four foot corner? Yeah, like, I still, like, focus in. Like, I, I, I mean, I spread out, but I don't, like, take, like, we're in, right now in this huge, huge room. I mean, I'm in, like, a little what would you say that is, like 10-foot space? I noticed that. I was like, why didn't you just go up on the stage, man? If that six-foot space. Like, it, <laughs> so, um, no. Well, you're so precise, too. Uh, I, so I've heard, I heard one time, I would I really need to sell some art. Like, I'm so in the red for it. But, like, I, the problem is, like, I've, Sorry. Um, the uh, the problem is is that um, 
like if you're making art to sell, like you're doing this because you think it's going to sell. Like, say you're painting some boring, in my opinion, some boring like portraiture of whatnot or some landscape, what have you. That's just like bland. Thanks, love. You're welcome. Or like <laughs> some like you know like a sailboat or like a covered bridge. Like I have one. I know one person whose mom is like way like they collect like paintings of like and pictures of like covered bridges and it's it, it really begs the question why and, <laughs> but, we were talking about that earlier why yeah but, god why but but no like it's, I feel like people like that's like a whole thing that people do and is that like your passion or are you actually just painting that because there's a market for it well I never I've honestly gone away from painting for the market and I've been selling yeah, see, that's I mean, my I problem. paint. I paint what I feel. I what I feel or what I I want. And that's what's important. As long as you're painting, like. And then the buyers come. Right. Yeah. If they come, they come. Yeah. But I mean, I don't paint to appease people. I know, and right. I feel like I. You know what? I get a lot of when I have artists come in here, and they say they say stuff that. It's kind of bothersome. It bothers me. Um, and I'm not trying to bash on any artists. It's just it's just something that I only know because I'm a gallery owner. How am I supposed to like expect an artist to know that, right? But it's like, you think this would sell. Mm. Exactly. exactly. I, don't, I don't like that. Because I, then it's like, well, no, it's probably not going to sell if you think it's going to sell. You, you give me what you love, like what you think well, you, like, you are so passionate about. You want to put up in the wall and you want people to see that. And those are what set, you know, that's well, what sells. It's more like, should it sell if, like, the, if you think that it, if you think it's like, if you're questioning, like, is it, will this sell? Like, well, then should it sell? Like, exactly. Like, and all the artists, I've had other artists who come in here and say, you think this would sell? And I, I think, you know, I think to myself, yeah, and they never sell. People who bring in art and they said, I, this is just, this is my art. And I'm like, oh, I, I love this and I love this. I only pick art that I love in here because I want to be surrounded by it. I look at it every day. Right. And so I want the artwork that I, I appreciate. And I'm like, man, that's a really great piece. And sooner or later, it comes off the wall. And the ones that don't, because usually the art, I'm not joking, usually the artist tells me or asks me, do you think this would sell? I'm like, um... Probably not then. It's like, it's almost like it manifests itself negatively. I mean, I, I I really don't have any say in it. I mean, I, I try not to judge other people's work too harshly, but I'm uh, not judging it. I like it. Well, I'm saying like, and I'm not saying that it's bad when they ask that. Right. I don't know, but it's a weird manifestation. I mean, I'm saying like, if people want to make stuff purely for monetary gain do it do it i mean especially if like you're passionate about it and you're doing it for money money and money if you're doing it for money and like you're passionate like you're actually expressing yourself by doing it hell yeah go for it but like if as long as there's not that passion i feel like it doesn't show through to the buyer i mean art is such a passion you know like that's why I do it yeah exactly like exactly and you know I think that's with most artists too who become successful is they just do it because they love it you know what I'm saying 
Right. And yeah. then it then the money follows because again, if you if you really love it and you're doing it all the time and you put the work, it comes, it follows. Yeah. I and mean, you you put in your personal work. I mean, constantly. All I do when I just try to show it off, like show off art, my art or other people's art constantly. I email artists, I email big name people. I'm like, ah, they're probably not gonna answer, but hey, shoot your shot. You can only do so you can only do what you can. Like there's only so much you can do and I don't think if you that, put it out, it'll come. Yeah. And it's a process. It's it's not like something that just like snaps and it's instant. It's not like Well now it's starting to become instant, this weird culture of like TikTok. Oh, it's not like that though. It's not like a painting is going to go viral. That has come viral. There is like this artist who went viral on TikTok and now is making money. Really? Yeah, I see it all the time of her art. These artists go, this is my portrait. And then it gets like 200,000 likes. What was it? What's the... It's mostly abstract expressionism. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I, I think, I mean, now, I mean, it's a hit or miss with TikTok. You can see all the viral people that go on there, but then there's like millions and millions and millions have, and millions and millions of people. I'd have to question if they already had followers in the first place, maybe. No, you can tell because I've actually looked. I've like been curious. Okay. And it's just like, you'll see like they have like no views and then it's like, Pow! Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Um, I mean, nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Um, But now in this day and age, I feel like you can just, there's, it's easier, I feel like, to get maybe short-term fame from, you know what I'm saying, for your artwork. Yeah, I just... It's still difficult, though. Again, like with the, like doing it for the money, it's the same kind of thing, like doing it for the gram. I do it for the gram. You do do it for the gram. I do. I'm like, look at me. Look at me go. I know. It's it's like, uh, it feels good. It does. It feels good whenever like a bunch of people respond positively to something that you're like. Well, like, yeah. But it's like, know. it's like the validation because you're just staring at your piece for like hours on end. And you're like, this is really bad. And yeah. then, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, people like this. Oh, hold on. My computer just went to sleep for a second. Still on. Still oh, playing. Yeah, it still works. Okay. Um, no, but I was going to... Oh, crap. What was I going to talk... Uh, I was going to mention that I feel like your pieces... I feel like your pieces give off a lot, and I think you would do really well on TikTok if you just showed your process. Hmm. You should... Do you have TikTok? No. I don't. Because... It don't, it's... I, I just hadn't really messed with it. I I get my TikTok videos off of Twitter, really. Really? Yeah. Well, no. that's, what's, that's what's Simon, too. He's, like, always getting his TikTok videos off of Instagram. Yeah. Which now Instagram Reels is just a bunch of TikTok videos. Have you seen that? That's another thing. I haven't... I only really post my... My Instagram account is, like, my... Our Instagram? It's, like... No, it's, like, my... Yeah, but it's, like, my portfolio. You know, like, yeah. if, like, I want to, like, tell, like, people are like, oh, like, what kind of art do you do? I'm like, just send them to my Instagram account. Like, not because I post, like, selfies and thirst traps or whatnot or memes. <laughs> um, I'll post, you know, I just post my art, which 
is I, in a sense, it is kind of like. I don't know. Uh, I do. I do try. I don't like have my personality in my posts so much. I don't like post the progress and such so much, the process so much. But what I've started doing in the past year, I've kind of taken like a page out of Chloe Wise's book and have been like putting my, like as opposed to just titling my paintings like circular number three or like, or like just like, you know, like number six, like, and that's the title of the painting. I've been trying to like reflect my personality and my titles because I can't really, I, I'm not really reflecting the personality, like say with like a, some whimsical portrait, you know, where the person is just like holding a bottle of Purell and it's like classically painted and they're just, you know. Yeah, exactly. But Or having a beat in their hand. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, she's great. But, um... But then she also has these like crazy ass titles, and it's so like what they I don't do. Make any, they don't. Like, they make no sense. They're not like related at all to like the painting. That's but they're about her. They're like her, you know. It's like yeah. It's. I've been really thinking about actually putting poems with my paintings, writing poems. Like a Fiona Apple album cover. Totally. Like a ninety-word title. Yeah, because I feel. I mean. I'm not a good writer. I actually am terrible. And but I, I I like poetry. That's like the one thing I feel like I'm actually good at. And I like the poetry where it's like Gertrude Stein esque where it just makes no sense because sometimes I mean my poetry makes no effing sense. It doesn't rhyme, it doesn't do anything. It's just like water and then it's you know, done. It's like it's, water. Yeah, water and then I'm like, you know, my foot hurts and then <laughs> like um <laughs> I feel like I try with my paintings because I feel like my well especially my portraiture I like to convey like feelings a lot mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if that comes off to other people but when I paint I try to feel what what it what it's giving to me and what I'm giving back to it with the one that I'm working on now I've been feeling a little again like in my head and that person right now is feeling in her head is feeling like there's a lot. Well, it's like a uh, like Van Gogh. Whenever I think of a Van Gogh painting, he's always it's always like it's like a memory. Yeah, and like, I lo- oh, we were talking about memories. And it's like a, but it's like a, it's a feeling opinion, of a memory. Yeah, it's like a the can, color of a memory. Yeah, it's like the color. It's uh, like a, that's I think one maybe one reason why it's so like. Uh, you want you it's understand it. It's impressionist, and it's like it's more. I, I think it's know. more express. It, it leans towards expressionism. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to I be technical. I, I haven't. Had, it's been a minute for like art but history, but I, I totally understand that. Like the color and it, the colors give off this feeling of like, oh my god, his barren landscapes of just like that field, and it just conveys like loneliness, and that feeling, and that memory of like what loneliness is. Whenever I like remember something, it's, the memory is always in like this. Jaded? It's like I'm looking at it it's like warm. Like it's like always like warmer. Even terrible memories are warm to me. It's like warmer, like the, like the lighting is warmer than it actually was, I know. But like I, I can remember certain things, and it's like, 
just like warm. And that's what I get from Van Gogh's painting is like just the warmth of a memory of like the wind like kind of blowing. And it's just like, I don't know. I totally get that though. I feel like it's also kind of jaded a little bit and it's obviously more abstract Yeah, for what his time was. I mean, he was pretty out there for when he was painting and stuff and but he wasn't really well known. I he's mean, capturing that feeling. He is um, capturing the feeling. Like the one, I did an homage to him, the one, that yellow landscape, but that one was yeah. to express loneliness. What his original one was to express that feeling of complete and utter loneliness and sadness with an empty field, you know, and that like light breeze blowing through. And you can, I feel like going off of memories because I really enjoyed this and I feel like that's what I want to paint more is my memories and what those memories feel to me. Like Jenna Gribon, how I was mentioning to you earlier this week, mm-hmm. um, about oh. how you see, when I think of a memory, say of like Simon cooking, and I look back, the floorboards are, are uneven. The wall is uneven. The per, the perceptions and and lines and yeah, and, and you don't perceive it as such at the time. You don't perceive, but I perceive it so. Di- I perceive it as it's warped. Mm-hmm. You know, the right now. You know, right now, if I look at it, you know, the window is off. You know, there there's lines that don't make sense coming coming to, but that but the person that I remember is so vivid, but warm, but jaded and, and, and mm. free, you know what I'm it saying? It makes me question like It's almost like, like ghosts. Like I don't know. Like photographic memories, you know, like a photographic memory. I definitely don't have that. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm wondering, like, people with, like, definite photographic memories, if they, like, even... I would be curious to know if they could even emphasize with what we're talking about. I wonder, too. But it's like a... What is it? You know how you look down a street... Or like a look at a horizon. What is that called? What is, oh my God, what is that called? Where you look and like at a road and the road gets narrower and narrower. Depth. Uh, Depth? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. You guys know know what what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Depth. I feel like depth is off too in a memory. Yeah, yeah. With Jenna Gribon, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She does that as well. Her depth, the lines, yeah. the the shadows are off. But that, but you can see in, I guess, her lover, her muse, that feeling of what she felt towards her is there, and that's what I love. And I'm like, oh my god, that speaks to me so much. And I, I really, yeah, I wonder what photographic, what what people with photographic well, it's like memory we were talking would about say earlier, like about the people who have like hyper realism, ultra realism, whatever you call it, like paintings, they like I mean just take a picture. <laughs> just get a camera. I mean it's so impressive. It's very impressive and I 100% cannot do it and I respect it. I 100% but cannot do it either. I don't feel like it's I don't like, have the patience for it. No, I don't. I definitely don't. I if I work on it for more than I don't know, a week well, Chloe Weiser's st- stuff is like almost. I mean, it's. it's I would get, say I would consider it more Renaissance esque. Well, me. yeah, but she's still capturing a feeling. It's not like a photo that she's copying. Exactly. But the, yeah, if I work, if it's been like a week and I'm still like working, like laboring, 
I don't labor over my pieces. Like I, if I'm have if I stop having fun with it, it's over. But yeah, no, definitely, I'm moving on. Um, especially because I'm not doing it for money. But the, <laughs> um, if, maybe if I was like making my living, if I lived off my art, that would be a different story. But the hyperrealism, they're not like. I don't feel like there's like that, that essence of a feeling there. There's no like capture that's happening. That's um, yeah, it's I like get artificial. That. Well, I like that. I mean, you can kind of. But here I am talking about artificial, doing like abstraction paintings and like completely like unsynthetic, like synthetic. Uh, you know, like things that don't, that you're not going to see in your everyday life. Here I am talking about that. So who am I to judge? But, um, do you hear it? Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say that I feel like it just depends. I mean, if it's, you're passionate about it, you can see it. And that's what I mean. Again, follow, excuse me. Fall, circling back to does it sell? Would it sell? Mm-hmm. The question posing the question would this sell if you're doing it I rather mean, as probably, but ra- rather I'm saying rather than what I worry about is if it sells and then it kind of emboldens that feeling of like, oh, I should do this now. Like, yeah. and so then you get like you find trapped. your lane, yeah, you get you're trapped in your lane of like. Oh, this sold. So this next one that I am making for the point of selling, I mean, without actually like pursuing that, I don't know. Um, I was, you know, I also want to pose a question to you. What do you think about since you're doing, I mean, you kind of do different lanes of your art. They're very different. Well, the one that you're working on now is very different than Baby Go, The Light is Green. Yeah. But... What about ever veering off and doing things or trying to do I'll, I'll life probably, drawing or I'll probably get there. Life I'm not drawing. interested in it right now. I've I tried it there for a little bit a couple years ago and I was but like stuck in a hole and I don't know, I just started I just barreled doubled down on like the whole color concepts and um, that's where I'm at now. So I'm I'm not now. No, I, I have to switch, like, different. I have to, like, do, like, a different. Uh, I really respect people who get in, like, they find, like, their niche and they, like, stay in it. Like, they, I know, like, like I, I wish I could do that. But, but I like trying new things. Like, I always like trying new, try, 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 try new things constantly. And most of the time it. Is a miss and is well. That's okay if horrible. it's a miss as but, long as you tried it. I right. feel like that's with a lot of things. Yeah, I mean every now and then it'll work out. But it, I feel like you should always stick with it. I mean, for it, a little every bit. Every now and then it'll like yeah, I'll I'll stick with like one lane for a couple paintings and then like if it like hits, it hits. But like most of the time, it just. Do you ever think the reason you switch is because you don't think because they're not selling? No. Or no. you just switch because you're bored. I switched because I'm bored. I ah, get bored very easy. That makes sense. No. Well, anyways, it's about time to wrap it up. So I just want to say thank you, Robbie, for having to indulge me in my first podcast yeah. episode. Yeah. So if you guys want to hit that subscribe button, 
or listen in some more, follow me on, I guess, Local Artists and Sellers Instagram, Lily Fromato. And definitely Whatever, follow podcast. What's, uh, Hillbilly Lily Podcast. Or, um, Robbie, why don't you give out your info, your Instagram handle, stuff like that. Oh, it's just uh, at Robbie.Southers. Uh, spell Robbie with a Y. And two Bs. Two Bs. Not Roby. <laughs> as I have been at times. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and S-U-T-H. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day.